Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book Reality is Broken, Why Games Make Us Better and How They Can Change the World. Reality is Broken. Gamers are abandoning reality in droves and migrating into the virtual world. Countless numbers of people detach themselves from society and indulge themselves in games. Some worry that sooner or later, gamers who escape from the real world and normal life will cause a total social disaster. Is this true? We are all familiar with the word game, and more than likely, we have played games ourselves. Veteran gamers make time for gaming whenever possible. They love to spend the whole weekend or even every day, whenever they are free, playing virtual games. For example, determined to master the challenges of the game, World of Warcraft players have written 250,000 instructional articles on the WoWiki, the second largest online encyclopedia worldwide, second only to Wikipedia. Another example is Mario Kart. Mario Kart fans take their handheld game consoles everywhere they go. Many young people would spend a fortune buying gaming objects, such as magical swords. Many kids would spend hours and hours playing computer games every day, not willing to do anything else, inevitably leading parents to view games as seriously harmful. Even if you don't play games often, you may have played them occasionally and have experienced addiction, or you may know someone really addicted to games. The book Reality is Broken tells us however that games won't bring disaster. On the contrary, it tells us that they are the key to the future, and that they can make the world a better place. How can this be? After listening to this bookie, you may understand the principles of games and uncover their mysteries. This book was written by the American author Jane McGonigal, a famous futurist. She is the Director of Game Research and Development at the Institute for the Future. She worked as the chief game designer for 42 Entertainment, a renowned company that specializes in creating and producing alternate reality games. She has been viewed as a kind of ambassador of the $60.4 billion global game industry, since she spoke at the influential TED Talk conference in 2010. When she had TED Talks that received even more attention than those of Bill Gates. In the following, we will talk about the key insights of the book in three parts. The first part, what is a game? The second part, how games make us better. The third part, how games can change the world. What is a game? What are its differences from and advantages over reality? The author believes there are four defining traits of a game. A goal, rules, a feedback system, and voluntary participation. Let's get to them one by one. First, the goal. In reality, we are often inclined to give up halfway, because we set our goal either so high that it's beyond our ability to reach, so low that it offers little satisfaction, or we don't even have a goal for ourselves. Then why are we so motivated when playing a game? That's because in every phase, a game sets a clear goal for the player, and it will adjust itself as one plays the game. The goal will remain at a certain level, with some difficulty for the player to reach, but not so much that it's beyond one's ability. In this way, the goal stays fascinating, manages to grab the player's full attention, and immerse the person into the game. Second, the rules. 
We seldom set rules for ourselves in reality. A game however will set some rules to create difficulty, lest the player reach the goal too easily. Not only are the rules able to limit the player's actions, but can also stimulate one's desire to challenge oneself, leading the player to be more creative in playing the game. Third, the feedback system. In reality, we often quit, because we feel like our efforts generate no feedback or visible results. The feedback system of a game, however, tells the player how far away the goal is in the form of points, levels, scores, progress bars, and so on. It allows players to know what they've achieved, what level they are at, and how long they would need to reach their goal. Moreover, the feedback system gives them a hint, the goal will surely be achieved, you just need to continue playing. Finally, voluntary participation. In real life, there are many things that we have to do simply in order to survive. In a game, all that players must understand and accept are the goal, the rules, and the feedback system. Because they participate voluntarily, they can leave whenever they want. Although challenges in a game are deliberately designed to be difficult, voluntary participation ensures the player's sense of safety and fun. No one likes to be forced to do something, which means that games are intrinsically satisfying. They attract you, but they don't force you. The philosopher Bernard Suit summed up the four decisive traits that define gaming as such, playing a game is the voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles. According to McGonagall, this definition explains everything about the motivation, the rewards and the fun that games can offer. For example, when playing golf, you have a clear goal of hitting your ball into a series of tiny holes, with fewer tries than the others. If it weren't for playing, you could simply walk to each hole, and put the ball in with your hand. The reason why golf is a game lies in you voluntarily standing far away from the hole, and swinging the ball in with a club. Golf is worth playing and is enjoyed by many precisely, because all players have agreed to make such a task more challenging. Obviously, games can motivate people to actively challenge oneself, and exert their particular strengths. This being said, we can also see that games can bring a remarkable experience of flow. What is that? According to American psychologist Michal Csikszentmihalyi, who first proposed this concept, flow is a specific kind of happiness, the satisfying exhilarating feeling of creative accomplishment and heightened functioning. Csikszentmihalyi found that there was a serious lack of flow in our daily life, but that it could be easily spotted in games. A game motivates its players to play their best, but at the same time presents them with the imminent danger of failing. If they do fail, players would feel the impulse to challenge themselves and try again. People feel highly engaged in activities that call for full potential, and in turn create flow. When you are in a state of flow, you desire to remain there. Take Tetris for example. Many have played the game, and they know that it is endless, and that they are guaranteed to lose. Doesn't seem very fun, right? But in fact, Tetris is one of the most popular games, and is very addictive. Why is that? Because it gives players flow. Besides seeing row after row of pieces disappearing with a puff, you see your score constantly rising on the screen, and you experience an ever-increasing challenge. The game strikes a perfect balance between a challenging task and a realistic goal. Using this process, a game brings positive emotions, 
which makes people feel happy. In our daily lives, we often feel bored with our work, like we aren't reaching our full potential, or we feel like we are not being taken seriously, and as if we are wasting our lives. We sometimes can't control the pace of our workflow, and our efforts seem to be in vain, which makes us feel low. However, when playing a game, we are actively engaged in it. A game activates the nervous system, and other physiological systems relating to happiness. It concentrates one's mind with constant stimulus and feedback. One feels energetic and excited when fulfilling the task. Alright, let's wrap up the first part. There are four defining traits of a game, a goal, rules, a feedback system, and voluntary participation. So, playing a game is the voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles. Additionally, playing a game brings with it the remarkable experience of flow. Next, let's move on to the second part, and talk about how games make us better. First, games satisfy people's longing for good work. In real life, we may have goals in our job, like key performance indicators and so on, but no specific action plan. And even if goals and an action plan exist, it is difficult to see the results directly and immediately. However, in a game, the task is clear, the actions needed to finish the task are specific, and the feedback and rewards are timely and vivid. A game keeps one constantly interested. Statistics show that players of World of Warcraft have spent a collective time of 5.93 million years in the game. What does this number imply? 5.93 million years ago, our ancestors were still walking on all fours, so if you had given them a gamepad, they wouldn't even have agile four limbs to play with it. So why is a game so attractive? Let's see how its tasks are set up. For example, imagine a player's task is to bring the Blade of Drakmar to Yale and Evensong at the Argent tournament grounds. The game, when giving the task, will tell the player where to go, who to meet, in what way to retrieve the blade, and then where to find Yale and Evensong and give it to him. See, it's very clear what the task is, where to go, and what to do. This is what the work we crave in real life looks like. Second, games satisfy people by giving them the experience of being successful. In addition to clear tasks and actions, World of Warcraft gives players constant positive feedback and rewards. Every avatar has a status bar right above its head, which constantly flashes positive feedback at players, plus one stamina, plus one intellect, plus one strength. The points represent your resources. The bigger effort you make, the more resourceful you are, your virtual character can wear better armor or use more powerful weapons. If you complete a high-level raid, you'll see a change in your virtual world, what you see will differ from someone who hasn't finished the raid. In real life, we often feel like we are not making any progress in our work, which makes us feel depressed. Sometimes, Failing means that we also have to face a pay cut or resignation. But in a game, it doesn't matter if you lose. A game makes failure fun and directs our attention to the goal, so when we try again, we are more likely to win. For example, in Super Monkey Ball, a bowling-type game, players roll transparent bowling balls with monkeys inside them. The balls roll down twisted bowling lanes floating in outer space. If you don't throw a ball well, the monkey will roll right off the edge of the lane, screaming, disappearing into the atmosphere. 
Flying monkeys make players laugh and turn failure into happiness. Players realize that the monkey can get some more bananas to eat if they succeed, but even if it fails, it will still fly into space in a silly way. This hooks them to keep playing. In other words, people can always find the satisfaction of success. Third, games satisfy people's desire to connect with the world. Compared to games, reality feels distant. Games build stronger social bonds and create more active social networks. The more time people spend interacting on social networks, the more likely they are to generate positive prosocial emotions. The more people play games together, the more the sense of global community is generated. For example, more than 5 million people play a Scrabble-like crossword game on Facebook. Players remain active in the game even if they are offline. When it's your turn to move, Facebook will send an alert to your homepage, your email, or your cell phone. Someone left a review for the game which goes like this, everyone in your social network, even your mom, knows how to play Scrabble. Another person said, I live in Atlanta and my mom's in Texas. We love to have game night across the miles. People never feel lonely in a game. It unites people by building a community from scratch. Even if the players are total strangers unwilling to interact in the real world, good games can focus their attention on the same goal. When given the motivation and methods to pursue this goal, players are moved to actively communicate with each other. Fourth, games make people believe that life is more meaningful. Everyday life often leaves one feeling bored, anxious, and purposeless. Games however, place people in a much more fulfilling setting. They must make every effort to accomplish a certain mission, which helps them find more meaning in life. Take Halo 3 for example. The player's goal is to save the human race from aliens. They have created a collective milestone. They killed 10 billion virtual enemies, about 1.5 times the total population on Earth. To achieve this goal, players of Halo 3 spent 565 days in the third and final campaign of the fictional Great War, killing an average of 17.5 million enemies per day, 730,000 per hour, and 12,000 per minute. After accomplishing this milestone, the players all went to their forum to celebrate and claim their own contributions. For example, one player wrote, I just did some math and with my 32,388 kills, I have 0.00032% of the 10 billion kills. One player even suggested, we did that with just a few million gamers. Imagine what we could do with the full force of 6 billion humans. You see, although killing enemies in the game doesn't actually create value, and they were not saving real lives or the human race, it still made people feel happy, and as if they had done something meaningful, because they pursued the goal with millions of others. They felt like they had contributed to something great, and together they had made miracles happen. Meaning in life is something we all want. We want to leave a mark on the world, we want to make valuable contributions, we crave respect, we desire to create miracles, we desire to influence others. All of these can be achieved in games. Alright, let's wrap up the second part, how games can make us better. First, games satisfy people's longing for good work. Next, games satisfy people with the experience of being successful. Additionally, games satisfy people's desire to connect with the world. Lastly, games make people believe that life is more meaningful.
Mainstream theories of positive psychology believe there are four secrets that make real life better, the desire for satisfying work, the desire for the experience of being successful, the desire for social connection, and the desire for meaning. All of these cravings are fulfilled in games. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.